and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I'm your creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart, better known as at Writer A Hart over on Instagram and Twitter, and Books Are My Heart over on YouTube. I would like to officially welcome you to the Cozy Mystery Book Club, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club. You can join all the Cozy Mystery fun over on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Cozy Mystery Club, and at the end of the month, we have our YouTube live stream discussions the last Tuesday of the month, every month. You can discuss our monthly read live starting at 7 p.m. EST. Each month, we discuss a brand new cozy mystery. Not necessarily a brand new cozy to the world, but a brand new cozy mystery for us. There are a number of ways you can find out what our monthly read is. I always include our monthly book in the Instagram and Twitter bios. Usually, there is a TBR pinned to the Twitter feed. If you are not a social media person, you can still find all of the sleuthing information over on thecozymysterybookclub.com. When you get to the website and look at the menu, you will see the title, Books. Once you click on it, you can see every single title we've ever read for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. The page is organized so that every single book has the month and the year next to it. So all you have to do is scroll down to the month you're interested in, see which cozy mystery title is next to it, and then you are officially in the loop. I also plan our YouTube live streams well in advance. By using StreamYard, I'm able to generate the YouTube URL right from the beginning, so all you have to do is add it to your bookmarks, hit that reminder, the bell, subscribe, or do something with that link, and you are all set. Plus, if there is ever any doubt, YouTube has all of the upcoming live streams right on my homepage. So if you go to Books Are My Heart over on YouTube, there is a link there that says upcoming live streams and they are all listed right in order. I also include the book covers in the thumbnails so you can see a visual representation of what your book should look like. And each episode is named after the cozy mystery book title. For instance, today's episode, The Secret Book in Scone Society, is named The Secret Book in Scone Society, followed by the name of the book club, The Cozy Mystery Book Club. The Secret Book in Scone Society live stream aired May 31st, 2022, and it was hosted by yours truly and special guest Kelly Reynolds. Kelly is probably best known as the creator and hostess of Boobies and Newbies, a podcast for romance readers and readers who want to learn a little bit more about the romance genre. For more information, you can visit boobiesandnewbies.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode featuring The Secret Book in Scone Society, hosted by myself, Kelly Reynolds, and joined by the rest of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. Happy listening and sleuthing. Hey, we're live! Hey. Oh, I got a point with the announcement, too. That was kind of nice. I don't think we've ever gotten the exclamation point of, you're live! <laughs> you did it! <laughs> I know, that feels so official and welcoming. I was going, thank you, StreamYard. And we have our little introduction of where to go. The welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club live stream. Would it feel so official with that? I love how that came out. It came out so cute. And I had double Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that is like a whole other level of fancy that I am just not used to. So well, well done speaking, you. Speaking of fancy. So for those of you who don't know, I absolutely adore this woman. I met her a few years back when I was doing interviews for my dissertation. And it was so funny because I'm interviewing her as a romance reader and I just loved her so much. And we connected and we became really good friends, <laughs> which is probably not how academia usually works. You're like, hi, subject. I love you. and I'm just going to keep you forever. And so that's kind of what happened. And so Kelly Reynolds, she is amazing. And I have a little slide here featuring her connections. <gasps> 
So if you're not following her on her personal platforms, she also has her podcast. So if you're interested in romance novels, this one is perfect for you, especially if you're new to romance, you get introduced to it in her in the best way possible. She is so much fun. She's doing book reviews. She has guests. So this is Kelly's information. And I love how this came out because she has the most adorable logo for her podcast. And I'm going, okay, she's pink. Let me do lilac or lavender to offset. And we'll go with that. We'll do the color platform for you. (laughs) So that is Kelly's info. And I will link everything down below. So if you did not catch that right now, You can catch it later because she is awesome and you are going to want to follow her because she will brighten your day with her hysterical comments. I can guarantee that. (laughs) My God, I feel like I'm going to cry. That was like such an intro and honestly, what a gorgeous graphic. I'm like, I need it. I need to put it everywhere just to... Oh, I'll email it to you. I think you do a better job of promoing me than I do for myself. So I adore you. I mean, <laughs> it's so funny when we connected. It was one of those, you know, you do the professional interview and then I was going, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to just take my little interview cap off. And now I'm just going to talk to you as a person. Like, I love everything you just said. <laughs> and <laughs> one of so these days, better. one of these days we're going to meet in person. Like, I feel like it's going to happen. I don't know if I told you, but I do have plans to be in the like Baltimore area, March, 2023. So I know it's it's not like the super closest thing, but I will be going to a book event at that point. So I'm like, Hey, that'll be in the same neck of the woods as you. So it it might, it might've taken like five years to get there, but we're going to make it happen. It's so funny because I adore you so much and everything's done virtually. <laughs> I love you. And like, I mean, even so we have the book club members and I feel like I know y'all, I see your names pop up and I'm going, I know we've never actually met in person, but I just want to hug you and tell you guys how much you mean to me. Like Kelly, like honest to God, when I see her, I'm probably going to cry in person. That's just how it's going to happen. So it's going to be. I recognize a lot of these names in the comments. So it's always exciting to, you know, come back and step away from romance for a hot second and talk about cozies and see all these lovely folks in the comments. So hi, hello. Thanks for having me again. Oh, the puppy's here. Yes, Max was on my lap. He was very possessive since the COVID pandemic where he had me all to himself. So now when I talk to someone who's not him, he gets all upset because he's like, I need your undivided attention. It's all about me. <laughs> Even the other day when I was on the phone with my parents, he's barking because if I'm talking to them, I'm not acknowledging him. And then yeah. I'm preparing for today. And mm-hmm. yes, he just nudged my leg. Like, I'm, I'm going to take over and tell you where I want to sit on your lap. <laughs> and so- Pay attention to me. (laughs) He's gonna hopefully he'll settle down, but yeah, he's he's interesting. So Max will be popping in and out of this live stream. Yes. Oh, yeah. Somebody said if we ever meet in person, there will definitely be hugging. (gasps) All the hugging. Oh my gosh. It's, It's so funny too, because I feel as if it's very easy to be very outgoing when you're in your own environment because this is my apartment. You know, I figured everything I'm set up. And then, so for Malice, that was the first time I had actually seen people in real life and how many years since COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, is this the person? I think this is the person. They look like their profile photo. Is that, is that me? <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out like if I can go up to them or not, not super awkward. <laughs> yeah, especially with the added, like the mask part of it too. Now that masks are coming off, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. seeing the bottom of people's faces for like the first time. Like I'm like, oh, never thought that that's what your mouth looked like. But also why am I thinking about what your mouth looks like? Like a weirdo. So... <laughs> 
I don't know. I tried to be so. I tried to make it so easy. Like I, I got an extra label for my uh, badge, and I put my name even bigger on it. Yes. I had this Cozy Mystery Book Club mask. Like it actually had the logo <laughs> on it. I was trying to make it so easy. I'm like, just in case you don't think I look like my profile photo, it's me. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, these comments are cracking me up. Yes, no, and it's it's clear. And this is something I try to do on my podcast, Boobies and Newbies, is. You've created such a community here with people who feel like they can come back time and time again and talk about our shared love of books. And, you know, it's, I don't call these people my internet friends anymore. Okay. (laughs) Call them your friends because this is where we're all at. So it's Mm. something I try to do with romance as well. And, you know, it's, you're welcome to the family, everybody. That's what I always say. I, I, I refer to it as my bookish family. That's how I refer to it. Yeah. (laughs) Community. It's one of those, I don't want to classify, oh, my Instagram or oh, my Twitter. I'm like, no, you guys are just the bookish mm-hmm. family. No matter the platform, yes. the book, it's just the bookish family across the board. That's how we're categorizing this. That's that's yeah. who we are. The sleuth yeah. family. <laughs> As it. Max growls right on cue. I don't know <laughs> if the microphone picked that up, but that was perfect timing. We all have somebody growling in our families. <laughs> like, let's be honest, whether it's a dog or like the growly uncle, like whatever. But... Yeah, that's fine. It seems like this is a popular book among yeah. readers, judging by the the comments, which I have to say, it's so funny. For weeks now, I've known about this for so long. I kept reading the title as The Secret Book and Scone Society, not The Secret Book <laughs> and Scone Society. And so I kept wondering, I'm like, this is not much of a secret, this like book. <laughs> And scone, like everybody in town seems to know about if they want this like specialty book recommendation or if they want these signature scones created for them. It's not a secret. And then it clicked as I was Mm -hmm. reading it. Oh, no, it's their secrets. Yep. Books and scones. I feel as if the commas in this are so important. (laughs) (laughs) In this title. I mean, the way you say it and phrase Mm -hmm. it, I think the pause or the breath, it matters so much. This is why punctuation is important. (laughs) It changes the meaning. (laughs) And I I mean, I also want to say, I think it works for me with this title because so this is, I'm not trying to jump ahead or be spoilery or whatever, but our leading lady, I feel as if we don't know her backstory until literally the last mm-hmm. chapter. And so I feel as if her secret is one of the overarching mysteries in this book. So I think the Ooh. secret idea that radiates throughout the entirety of this, I, I'm, I'm on board with this title. It works for me in that way. Yeah. I And I have to say, I, I know that this is the first book in the series and I mm. haven't read any more beyond this. I'm also undecided if I am going to read more. I'll explain why, but... This was a very interesting book. Like I have to say as somebody who I definitely don't read as many cozies as you do, but I have read my fair share of cozies Mm -hmm. both with this book club and beyond. And this is not like most of the cozies I've read. I was, yeah, I had to actually, I ended up going on Goodreads. I was trying to figure out my thoughts based on the categorization because Yes, there, this is a cozy mystery in some components, and it is a mystery in some ways, but I almost feel as if, for me, I want to mentally categorize this, and y'all are going to have to tell me what you think. I almost want to call it women's fiction, 
then mystery, mm-hmm. then cozy is a subheading instead of cozy mm-hmm. mystery, I want to be mystery cozy. That I kind of want to flip things around a little bit. So put it under women's fiction, then mystery, yeah. then cozy. Because we have some swearing in here. It can get a little dark. And it, oh, it yeah. Blatantly, you know, sexual, but there were references, and we have one one woman who actually refers to herself as the Jezebel of the town. You're going, okay, um, they're yeah, getting and clothes are coming off, and things are going on, and you're going, this is not going to be on Hallmark anytime soon. Maybe oh. Lifetime, but not Hallmark. <laughs> you know what? That's it exactly. That is for sure. It. This is not a Hallmark mystery. Mm-hmm. No, no. This is a Lifetime LMN mystery like this this is too too saucy for the likes of hallmark so yeah something i definitely wasn't expecting this is by far i think the darkest and at times most depressing cozy (laughs) mystery i've ever read i don't think i was ready for how dark it was i wasn't Mm -mm. honestly looking at the cover i feel as if I need to take this Kensington. Yeah, it is Kensington. I was going to say Kensington to me, they are so smart, but I feel as if I didn't realize their intellectual level in some ways, because the cover itself has darker Mm -hmm. colors, right? It Mm -hmm. looks darker the way it's kind of set up where we don't have any companion on the cover. Like, I think they wanted you to realize this is a darker cozy without telling you that, but Mm -hmm. that one right over my head. (laughs) That's not enough for me. I need trigger warnings. I need like specific details. I saw somebody mentioned it felt like this book was like a therapy book because each of the ladies had their own secret issues. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there was just, there were so many components to this that I didn't expect. And I think, and this is interesting because we were talking about this before we started. I recently did an interview with Mia Monsala and author of Arsenic and Adobo. And that was something that we talked about as well is just sort of this idea that we all we all, because of what cozy mysteries have been for so long and the way they've been marketed, we have a specific idea of what we're getting when we open up a cozy mystery and who they're meant for. Because it seems like traditionally our leading characters are older. And when I say older, I mean like 50 plus like white women, you know, solving crime. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly who I picture too, in a small town and everything. And, you know, in some ways, this book hits on those markers. But this was something that I talked about with Mia too, is just that I like that we're starting to see some more depth explored. Like there's maybe a little bit of like darker tones and themes, or we're discussing the lack of representation in these, you know, I mean, it's really interesting to me and I like it. I like there. There are a lot of things I did like about this book. There's some things that were just a little off to me, but we'll get to that. Overall, I found it an enjoyable experience. And I, I have to say, I am curious about the rest of the books in the series. I don't know if I'm going to read them right away, but I am curious. So we'll see. I think I need to be emotionally prepared for the journey of the book. Because yeah. this is one of those, oh, let me read this at night to unwind. I'm going, oh my gosh, there's a fire. Oh my gosh, there's this. And so, and then you have these sad moments with the four women themselves. Their stories are devastating. And so you're reading this going, oh my gosh, Esther, no wonder. I mean, that's yeah. not exactly the comedic cozy mysteries. You're going, oh, there's a fun pun in this title. And the dog just did right. something. <laughs> it's very different. So much trauma. Like, like I, I just was, it, it just kept layering up. Like there was, you know, I mean, it, we started the very beginning 
one of the first things on the first page is her having this like phantom feeling mm-hmm. in her missing finger. And I was like, <laughs> I literally almost texted you to say, did I open the wrong book? Like, I'm wondering if there's a different secret book in scone society book and I just downloaded the wrong version because it was just so unlike anything that I expected from cozy mysteries so not in a bad way just in a really surprising way that's the thing it's one of those this is again where I feel as if I've had these conversations in sort of my philosophy or theory classes where we're going how do we critique and not criticize you know it's one of those mm-hmm. things like no we're just having the we're critiquing we're talking about this because it's not a criticism because this mm-hmm. woman is such a talented writer I mean she was yeah. pulling me in and she gave me all of the emotional feels I just don't know if I was ready for them entirely I mean the one about giving up the baby and her family and then you have the other one who's lost connections with her son I mean their oh backstories That one was real dark where she's like, and then he went to live with my sister and we never heard from him again. And I'm like, what? And then she tracked him down and he's like, I have no mother. I just was like, this is a soap opera. Like this is, this is taking me on a wild ride to the point where, and this is why I get what you're saying about the women's fiction element. Mm -hmm. I almost stopped caring about the mystery itself. (laughs) <laughs> which I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like if it's a cozy mystery and you're in it to solve the mystery, the mystery to me was second tier in this book. Like uh, first tier was all about the characters, their connections, them opening up to each other, this like shared trauma bonding mm-hmm. experience. Like I I loved this group of women. I, I was like, oh my God, like they have... They have stories to be told and we're just getting a glimpse. And yeah, like Vanessa is saying in the, in the comments, their backstories are a mystery to me. That was the much more engaging mystery than the actual mystery. Yeah, because we don't know the guy. He literally just sits down next to her at the beginning of the book because she's going to give him her bibliotherapy, which again, we're going to have to talk about. So she's going to give him therapy, (laughs) but she doesn't actually get the chance. So Mm -hmm. it's almost as if they're investing in him because they never got the chance to invest in him, which I think is really interesting a way of going about it. Like, oh, we didn't get the chance to help him when he's alive. So we'll help him now that he's passed on. But Yeah. yeah, he was... The victim himself, he's an outsider with the town, but you got these women. And I liked the fact that their backstories were revealed separately and over the duration of the book itself. So that's yes. why I'm going the secret in the title works for me because you yes. get the first one and they, because th- that's one of the things you read about in writing 101 books where, okay, mm-hmm. if you're going to introduce characters, you want to introduce them differently. You want to make sure they have different names, yeah. you do it all on the same page, try and space it out. Not and just I think- an exposition mm-hmm. dump at the beginning. But yeah, the reason why I looked down is because I listened to this on audio at first and then I ended up picking up the book because I wanted to actually read it too. So again, I always try and prepare for y'all. But when I was listening to the audio, all of a sudden I thought the book was going to be over. But then I think it said there was something like 38 or 48 more minutes because the mystery had already been solved. And so the mystery solved by this point in time, but there's still a significant number of pages left because we don't have her backstory yet. The afterword. The wrap up. Yeah. The afterward. So there's still a huge number left. Whereas yeah. if this was a traditional cozy, I feel as if it would have been and mystery solved book done. 
you know, it would have right. been much closer to the end. So that's why, yeah, when you said that, I'm like, I got to have my visual representation of this is where the mystery ended and we still have more to go. <laughs> well, it just, it just goes to emphasize that to me, the mystery is the B plot because mm. this is like, you know, my background's in screenwriting. And so I, I look at things when I'm reading books as like, oh, well, this is the A plot. This is the B plot. When you're reading a romance, the romantic relationship is always the A plot because that is what we expect from every romance. Mm. B plot, it's going to be about their family or their jobs or somebody has to move somewhere else. Cozy mysteries, the mystery I feel like is usually the A plot. And in this one, to me, it was the B plot because like you said, we solved the mystery and I was reading it on my Kindle. And what's interesting is once they solved the mystery before the afterward started, mm-hmm. the the thing pops up for you to give you your, your review about the book, like you're done reading. And I was like, well, this is, this is weird. Why would you stop reading here? So, I mean, I guess... I guess they're giving you the option to just read the mystery and be done with it if you want. But why? Why would you? Why wouldn't you finish the book? And there's still a good 10% left of the book. Oh, no. I was looking at the comments and I think everyone's kind of on the same page. You're going, it's different, but we like it. (laughs) I also like you want to meet a bibliotherapist. I'm going, yeah, is this a new job? Can I apply or learn how to do this? Yeah, that part of it is, (laughs) I have to say, here's my one critique of the book is that there were so many things that like we're talking about felt so modern, so progressive Mm -hmm. as far as cozy mysteries especially go. Like Mm -hmm. this idea of bibliotherapy and misogyny is alive and well in this town, but these women are like very, you know, feminist thinking, like very much like out here solving crime. I'm like, this is great. I love this. Then there would be certain references made and certain ways things were said that made me feel like the book was written a while ago. And so, oh, we've got a Max in I don't know over. what he's doing. <laughs> he's bar- I don't, you can hear him barking. Yeah, he's fine. So here's the fun part. So the way my apartment is set up where I have multiple bookcases, then there's a couch and the and the end of the bed. And so he's wedged himself in between all of these items and he's barking and I'm going, I can be like, what do you want from me? Oh no, I mean I didn't mean to get distracted. I feel oh, as no. if he's always a toddler. He's just never gonna Yeah, he's still going for it. Like I don't yeah. know what you want from me. He I wants attention. All the bones and the it's like a child. <laughs> if anybody can't tell, I don't have children or pets. <laughs> Love him. Love him dearly, though. (laughs) I feel bad for Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Bob had his problems. I wasn't really sure what was going on because I liked him at first, too. (laughs) I thought Nora was just being too judgmental. (laughs) Yeah. No, somebody said I felt bad for Bob despite how terrible his actions were. He's, you know, sadly, I feel like one of those characters that's like being used for other Mm -hmm. people's nefarious plans. But no, for me, there were just, there were certain references and certain things that would happen or the way they were phrased that I had to keep looking back to be reminding myself, like, when was this book written? It was written in 2017. Cause I, I don't know. That was just like, for me, there were some inconsistencies with like all of the women involved are in like their, for the most part, late thirties, around 40. And there would just be certain references they would make or things they would say that made them sound like they were 70 years old or movies and books they're talking about that I'm like, I'm in my 30s. This doesn't seem 
Right. Like, I I don't know. It just, so that was like the one thing that was inconsistent for me was that there were so many ways that this book was so 2022. And then there were other ways where I kept thinking it was kind of like when we read the first Hannah Swenson book together, that that came out in 2000. And that was kind of where I was, I, I was caught between what what's going on? Like how old and new is this book? Estella and June are in their 40s, 50s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just it felt really inconsistent to me as far as that went. I just uh I marked it in a in like more than four or five places. But I thought when you were talking about timing of it, I thought the fact that the sheriff was so old school sexist was a little I thought maybe that was when you're yeah. talking about time. He thought he was in the 50s. Going, oh, also, yeah, your makeup doesn't run. Also true. Well, and and obviously, like, I'm not going to go into politics, but I will say I'm a very politically minded person and will happily talk about it on my on my own platform. But there's obviously people like this today mm-hmm. who are, you know, I mean, but it was it was so rampant. Like it was like almost every male character except for Jedediah and Bob, honestly, who were these very misogynistic men that I just was like, again, this just feels, I know that that's real. Like I, and it is, it is rural North Carolina. So I'm like, okay, this is very different from like where I grew up, but yeah, that did feel a little backwards to me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of thinking, you know, the old school boy club sort of, you know, sure. idea going on. Like, sadly, it's still true in some places. And I mean, again, yeah. I, I'm i in D.C. and I've, I mean, I had a professor preface a sentence like as a young blonde woman. And I'm looking at him like, oh. and he has how many degrees? Yeah. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it happens. And so. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's why. I mean, I've, I'm just glad that the people who had those ideas were the bad guys. And you're like, oh, and we don't have to read yes. about you in the next book. <laughs> and that was <laughs> kind of the, that was kind of the other thing was I love that you always put up a poll of like, did you guess who did it? And I was like, well, I did just because it was all the people who were awful. Like it just it was all, like all the men in the book except for the EMT. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like in a lot of ways. Like I said, it was very forward thinking of where I'd love for cozy mysteries to go. But there were also a lot of tropes. Like I saw somebody mention Andy Griffith. You know, I it just there were a lot of things that just felt like, okay, okay, the cops, the bad guy. You know, I mean, it's it's there were just a lot of things that I'm like, all right, I it's not new to me. Which I'm not saying that every book we write has to be like new, fresh ideas, but when you're pushing so many new and fresh ideas. And then you still rely on specific like character types and tropes. I'm just a little divided. I mean, I didn't guess Estella's love interest or almost love interest. I didn't guess him as the bad guy. I was thinking Nora was traumatized and thinking, oh, men in general, mm-hmm. I have to have my guard up. So I was giving yeah. him the benefit of the doubt. And then he, and then they go, oh, the wolf in sheep's clothing. And I'm going, didn't, I, I, I didn't predict that one. That one got me. So yeah. The third guy, I didn't I didn't guess that one. I mean, the sheriff at that I mean, from his first sentence, I didn't like this guy. I, I'm going, you either need to be a victim or the bad guy, so you're not in book two. So <laughs> we need to get rid of you, ASAP. Oh yeah. So, yeah. with the rose, you're going, okay, so we, we're pretty sure you're in on it. But I almost feel as if you have to then include Vanessa as the seductress to being Colin's 
you know, love interest there. I almost want to call her one of the bad guys because she knows what's going on. And then yeah. also the realtor who uh, I know he calls Anna at one point, but I think her name Annette. Or, is it Annette? Annette. Yes. Yeah. I almost want to call her like one of the bad guys too. So I almost feel as if we have five bad guys that you have it to- It was literally everybody involved in this deal. It was everyone. Like, I mean, and that's just- you know, every once in a while you do get like the, you know, strangers on a, tr- not strangers on a train. What's the other one? Yeah. Murder on the Orient Express thing. Well, no, I mean, where strangers on a train is great too. Where you're like, I'm going to kill for you. You kill for me. We're going to get away yeah. with it. No connections. Yeah. Which I, I do love. I love a good strangers on the train <laughs> story. No, I mean, you, you get some stories where it's like the co-conspirators. Mm-hmm. I will say Bob is one of those people where that's one of those characters that I I do almost feel sorry for him. Like, just, mm-hmm. and I know, I know he killed, I know he did bad things. Like, but yeah. he's a puppet. Like I, those are the people that I always feel the, like really bad for in these stories are the ones who are the puppet of somebody else's scheme. And mm-hmm. it just, they usually end up also getting killed or getting put, you know, in some way. And so it's, it's a tough one, but yeah, it seems like everybody except for our main cast of women and Jedediah, of course, were all the villains. <laughs> it was one of those where, like, we know you're bad, just have you killed? It was like, how bad are you? Like, this is a spectrum of badness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and the sheriff, I mean, he was bad from the get-go. I kept thinking, like, maybe he's not, maybe he's just crooked. Maybe people are just, like, kind of paying him off sort of thing. But... I knew that that other guy, is it Colin? Yeah, Colin. I knew he was bad from the very beginning. I'm like, it's those ones who are like subtly bad that are just like, oh, they say- yeah, We have to call his brother into it too. So there's actually six. I said five before. Yes. Like, <laughs> his brother with the, the funding with the money. Yeah, him and his brother. Awful. Both <laughs> Awful. Yeah, no, it, it was everybody except for Jedediah. <laughs> he was really cute though. I mean- I have to admit, I had to do a little reconnaissance there when I was trying to figure out, because like, again, this book was a little darker for me when it comes to cozies. You know, I, yeah. I love my light and, and fun and fluffy and campy. And so I think I needed to prepare myself. So I don't mind some spoilers because, again, we also know the mystery is going to be solved at the end of each sure. book. So I was more, when I was looking for Goodreads spoilers, I was going, okay, who, who are the characters who are going to remain? Because who am I going to read? Who's going to have a you know, this unveiling or traumatic. And there's a whole story about the um, adoption coming back, being one of the storylines. Okay. And then I mentioned how there's a new love interest for our leading lady, Nora. And so I'm kind of trying to figure out going, okay, I know eventually we might have a new love interest. So do I want to follow this romance or not? But I loved him as the love interest for this first book. I thought he was such a great guy. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen down the road in the rest of the series, but as far as book one goes, he is Mm -hmm. such a bookish boyfriend. (laughs) Well, and I really hope, I think it's, June's the one that's had like the falling out with her son and everything, Mm -hmm. right? I really hope there's some peace with that. I really do hope that they get something. Like, I I hope that they get some kind of story. Oh, oh my God. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought this up. Marta's magical mystery class, because let me tell you, so I take, I take a lot of notes as I'm reading and <laughs> I got my old fat say, so she's got her little one. <laughs> yes. Let me say, look, I know Jedediah was the hunky. He, he hits on a lot of traditional romance tropes as far as like the hero goes like, oh, he's the tall guy. I mean, when we first meet him, it's like, oh, he's wearing these big boots and I'm like, okay, but he's tall. He's a fireman, EMT, and like one of the first things 
in their first time they meet, he says, he leans over and whispers, you smell like honeysuckle and blackberries. It's nice. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, add that to number one on the list of things that you could not say to me in real life, only <laughs> in a book, because in real life, he would be a serial killer. He would be the killer. He would be cutting her up and wearing her as a jacket, like, because that is not what you say. That is not what you say to someone. It's so, I mean, it's, I have like a running list of things where I'm like, I'm okay with this in my books, but in real life, it's a no. And that's, that's very high up on the list. So amazing. He's going to be cutting her up. You're like, he's going to be putting a dumpster on her. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Creepy. Creepy. It's so funny. So again, this is going to, this is one of those, I'm very OCD when it comes to washing my hands. I'm very like, you know, I'm always using <laughs> sanitizer and stuff. And so ever since I was in high school and I've been using the the scented Bath and Body Works hand sanitizer, people would randomly tell me I smell good. So like that just went right over my head when you made that mm-hmm. reference. Like, people have been saying that to me for like a very long time. <laughs> You mean person, you're probably gonna say, "Oh, I like your perfume." I mean, I've gotten into taxis or like Ubers, where the person's like, "Oh, are you wearing perfume? It smells nice." Like, I mean, so this has happened to me a lot. But so there is smelling nice, and Renee said it perfectly in the chat. There is smelling nice, and but there is he points out the specific notes of what she smells like. It's not like just saying, "Yeah, oh wow, you have a new what's your shampoo?" Like it smells really good. It's like. You smell like blackberries <laughs> and honeysuckle. I'm just like yep. <laughs> the reference just, point. We've talked about Fraser before, I'm pretty sure, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so Niles has this this huge crush on Daphne, and one time he goes, No, she doesn't. She smells like peach blossoms and and honey and jasmine and honeysuckle. And then he and he waits a moment, everyone's looking at him and goes, Well, at least from here, you know, he tries to cover it up that he realized <laughs> what she smelled like and he awkwardly walked yeah. away. But yeah, there was no awkwardly acknowledging that. <laughs> it was yeah. just meant to be you know, suave, I guess. That's it. <laughs> I, I will say I do, and I saw somebody else mention this in the chat. I, I I did like that he has his own mystery as well. Like he has his own, his own backstory. They all have very traumatic backstories. I feel like that have brought them together. This, this town, man, let me tell you, I, I would not live in Miracle Springs. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not for me. It does sound, I kept trying to kind of picture this place because, you know, they talk about the bathhouses mm-hmm. and, and then she has this, you know, old train car that she's turned into her bookstore. And she also lives in a train car and there's the bakery. So I was like, it's, it's got the cute small town flair, which I like, but yeah, wouldn't live here. This is too many people with really sad backstories like living here, but yeah, it, it does seem charming to pass through. I'd want to get a scone and I'd want to have a bibliotherapy session. Like, and honestly, the train car thing, if there's an Airbnb, sign mm-hmm. me up. Like I am there. It's so funny when you mentioned the people passing through though, like even the people passing through had traumatic backstories or traumatizing yes. moments because there was the one man who stopped in the bookstore and you find out his daughter has cancer and he doesn't know how to deal with it and help her and you're going oh my gosh you don't even live in the town where everyone's traumatized you're bringing the more trauma to it like is it on a list is it on like a buzzfeed (laughs) list of like top places to visit if you're going through a tough time I don't I don't know so maybe this is the what I've taken one too many psychology classes but I'm really intrigued (laughs) by the fact that 
these people who have their own secrets or their own traumas are helping other people overcome their traumas. So we have the woman who's dealing with, you know, trying to come to terms with the adoption, but she knows how to cook this scone to help you reach this point and bring back your memories. Mm -hmm. Nora, she can help you with your reading list, even though she's dealing with her own emotional, still trying to parse out those things. And so I kind of like the fact that it's going, you don't have to be perfect to help people. I kind of thought that was... They all do it in different ways too. Like for, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm terrible with names right now. So I'm, I'm just going to tell everybody that right now. But Nora is the baker, right? No, Nora is our leading lady. She's no, the, Nora is the leading lady. Then we have Hester. Hester, June. And then June is the one that works in the bathhouses. Yes. Okay, great. Got it. And Stella uh, is our... Estella is the hairdresser, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Because here's my thing. Nora offers people books mm-hmm. as a way of like, here's something that'll guide you towards moving forward. Like, here's something to read, reflect on. How can I p- apply these principles to my life and like hopefully solve whatever problems I'm going through or at least cope with them? And then you have Hester, who she's giving you baked goods to reflect. Like her baked goods are all about evoking these memories that you've had from the past. And then June with the with the bathhouses. I mean, I know she's not like, it's not her specifically, but like when you think of going to like a bathhouse or a sauna or a hot springs, it's to like sweat out the toxins. It's get yeah. rid of like the negative and then Estella is like the, at least I know when I go to get my hair cut, it's like a therapy session is like talking to your hairdresser and like yeah. offloading some of your baggage onto this other person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really is interesting that not only are they going through their own stuff, not only are they trying to help people, but they're all doing it in unique ways, which I think, again, is just like a testament to like the level of character building in this book is off the charts i'm like very very talented so talented her writing the thoughtfulness that she put into creating these again these these are fictional women but they feel so real to me yes (laughs) yes when you're mentioning the beautician she talks about that and she even said it doesn't matter how long a woman's hair is it doesn't matter how Mm. i'm doing this but when you turn around the chair and they feel confident and i'm going that is an amazing line of dialogue i just love the way she said it even shined a light on that because yeah, when you go to the hairdresser, you come out feeling all, you know, shiny and new in a way. You're like, you kind of have that little ego boost. And she does that for people. And I like that she acknowledged that and said that Yeah, she wanted to make people feel like that. Because even though this woman, people, the other women in town are judging her and having all these negative emotions thrust upon her for her. I, she reminded me of Samantha from Sex and the City. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> funny. I, I also totally <laughs> forgot about the knitting. June knits the healing socks. That was the other thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot, forgot about the knitting, which is fantastic. I, I love that. And I love their idea of putting together these like the healing baskets to like yes. share because that's something I treasure this. Like I'm a big shopper of independent businesses. And so Etsy for years has been like one of my go-to places to Mm -hmm. shop. And, but that's like anytime one of my friends is expecting and like, she needs some like pampering for herself. Anytime it's like my mom's birthday or I had a friend just go through a breakup. Like I immediately send them a basket of like self-care goodies. And so, and a lot of the things they touched on, I was like, 
yes, you put in like some tea, you put in a good book, you put in something to like exfoliate your body. Like this is everything. So no, I, I loved that idea. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's something that carries on into the next books. Cause it seems like they're kind of starting this like little, maybe like side business together. Although I don't know if it's a business or just like a, we just want to do good for our, our community kind of thing, which is, which is fine either way. I thought it was so cute though, because that was exactly it. They were talking about how they didn't have money to offer, but they felt badly about the people who had lost their jobs and they wanted to do something mm-hmm. to lift them up. I yeah. thought, I mean, the basket, they, they were just talking this out. This was just, again, I love how she's the author. I'm going, but these characters off the top of their heads, they're thinking, yeah. and so off the top of their heads, they're going, oh, we can do this and that. And it just sounds so <laughs> generous and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, oh, this is so magnanimous of y'all. And you, I mean, I'm going, you're not talking, you're not spending actual money, but you're giving them a lot of items, which is money in a way. I'm going, you guys are going to make a real yeah. difference in this town. I'm going, For I know you. <laughs> It's so true. You know, it's interesting because I am seeing some more people talk about like how it's kind of like a mashup of genres. I feel like personally, I would have maybe liked this more if it was a women's fiction. I kind of feel like I didn't need the mystery because there was just so much fantastic character development that I just didn't care about the mystery. Like I just, I mean, and and again, I feel like the first book in a series is usually devoted more towards mm-hmm. setting up the world and the characters and the relationships. So I understand that. I understand that usually the first book in a series is not necessarily like the best book. It's the same for romance. You know that. I know that. But yeah, I it kind of makes me wonder like what if this had just been written as a a women's fiction about this group of women who live in this town and they gravitate towards one another. I don't know if they would need the mystery to bring them together. Like, I feel like they could have been brought together just by being here. It's got kind of like a Virgin River sort of sort of vibe to me. Someone mentioned that up above. I saw that they mentioned oh, it, was okay, the opposite, nice. so it reminded them of Virgin River. No, I mean, I think I'm going to go and say, I, I like the fact that we have the cozy component with it because that is what drew them together because they had been mm-hmm. living in this whole town, but they just never connected. This was the thing that yeah. brought them together. They're all sitting in the sheriff's waiting room. They're all sitting there at the police station. And then they're all trying to figure things out in her bookshop. And I also, it was funny because that's how Estrella came in to say like, Oh, did you see what happened? And she's going, oh, right. what happened? So <laughs> it did bring them together in a way, which was, it did. I almost am curious if there would be another way to bring them together. But I like the fact that it kind of gave these people who had a hard time trusting, gave them a reason mm-hmm. to be together. And I feel yeah. as if, again, I feel like Ellery Adams needs to have honorary degrees across the board because I'm going the psychology of these characters. But when you think <laughs> about it, like they're they're trying to actually do something outside of themselves, yeah, which oh, is actually sure. helping them within themselves. <laughs> and yeah, so I that's, I think it works. When you said mashup, I'm like, that's a perfect way of phrasing it. I don't know who commented that, but that's why I'm going, I think the cozy component worked, but I do, I, I am going to stick with my women's fiction mystery and then cozy. So I like, yeah. I like the way of phrasing it. I'm just curious if there would be another way for them to like get together. And that's not, to say, say <laughs> that's not to say we haven't had like women's fiction books that have had a mystery component as part of them. Like there definitely have been women's fiction mm-hmm. books with mysteries, you know? So, I mean, it's, this is, you're totally right though. Like this is what brings mm-hmm. them together because it's this shared experience. Like this is what gives us the reason to like connect. And I also like that 
for the man who dies at the beginning, you know, because he's kind of like the outsider, they're each their own outsider in a way. Like they each have their own. So it's nice to see, because I feel like this is something that always always bothers me in cozy mysteries and and trust me when I say I am I am a fan I love this genre I have been watching murder she wrote since before I could walk however there's always the part of me that's like why are they always butting their heads into some, this murder like this is nothing sometimes it has to do with them some sometimes it's like their boss or they've been accused of murder or, you know something I'm like okay but for the people who just kind of get involved when oh, it's yeah. like, you didn't know him. You didn't know. Why do you care? Why does this have no. anything to do with you? So I liked that they could all yep. not only come together and like get to know each other better, but they were so invested in solving this man's murder. And he didn't mean like he he was, nobody knew him like personally. Nobody had a connection to him. It was just that they had this like, shared feeling of being an outsider like he was and that's that's so strong like that's to me that's like such a stronger motivation for wanting to get involved than it is if it's like oh he died at my store so I had to get involved like I loved because it was so much more emotional yep I'm just nodding going everything that she's saying yep like check check every sentence check because that's my biggest pet peeve I mean I love Agatha Rays in the tv show and it helps that she's horrible (laughs) and hysterical but like she does that thing sometimes where you're going oh what's going on over here I I mean it's I mean but that's who she is and after a certain point you just Mm -hmm. you just go with it because also too it's established by that point that that's how she is and yeah when you have series sometimes when when that happens and you're going this is contrived this feels like we're trying to push mm-hmm. something that doesn't really want to go there. All of this felt so organic and natural, which yeah. is why we're saying all those things. I'm going, yeah, I never was questioning them. I was never going, oh yeah, why do you care? And even then too, I think for me, the selflessness of it, because usually a lot of times yeah. they're trying to clear their own name or they're trying to just help out or, or something or there, there's usually a, an emotional component of, oh, I got to clear myself. I got to clear my best friend, my my father, my mother. And yes, we have Estrella who gets accused. But even then, she's still in the jail cell asking questions about what they're doing outside and helping this man. She's not as concerned about herself. She's asking about the other mystery. <laughs> I mean, they're, the way they're going about it is yeah. totally unique in this book for me. Yeah. No, it's it, this, like I said, at the very beginning, this is like, this is a cozy mystery that's unlike any other I've read. And I think, I think a lot of people, and it's clear from our chat that a lot of people really like this. And I'm sure it's probably because it is so different. There's so much character building. Yeah. It, I think there's also people who might not like it, but I mean, that's, we can say that for any book, but yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely curious about the other books because now that we know so much about them and I'm sure their stories will unfold and we'll get even more details and they'll connect even, even more closely. I wonder like what the following books will be like, like, will there be less time devoted to the secrets part of their society and will it focus more on solving the actual mysteries I don't know like I I don't know like I I'm very intrigued I will I will say this is something I do on my podcast I always do petty notes because there are things that I'm like 
this isn't a knock at the author. This isn't a knock at the book. It's just me being petty. And so (laughs) one of the first things was when they would talk about these personalized scone recipes. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is so interesting. Like that she tailor makes your scone for you, depending on who she thinks you are, what your vibe is, what you need. And I thought that was really cool. But the petty part of me was like, how is she doing that? Like, how are people waiting 30 minutes to an hour for their scone? And it turns out, yes, they are. (laughs) And I just, that part, I just, I couldn't let it go. I, I was like, she's making a basic dough and then tailoring this to every... Everybody is waiting in line for like an hour for a scone. What is going on? I am somebody who works at coffee shops all the time. I am not waiting 40 minutes for a scone. Like it's (laughs) so yeah, that was one of mine. It's totally fair. I was curious too. I liked the fact that it was explained though, because I was curious when she was talking about creating unique scones. Yeah, how that happened. And so the mm-hmm. idea of having a base scone, but then I liked that she explained, oh, I made him this peppermint mocha and I did this yeah. and I did that. And then I had to let it cool. Then I put the icing on. I'm kind of curious why she didn't connect with Nora before going, oh, you know, I have this long process sometimes. Mm-hmm. Are there books I can have on display? Maybe I can put out magazines. I'm curious what the inside of her shop looks like, because I feel as if she needs to have tables for waiting areas. <laughs> just, just tables dedicated to the to the specific need of scones over there. Like just a scone. Yeah. People. And else maybe, here. <laughs> maybe there's people who come in that are just like, no, I just need something to go like right now. Like, is that an option too? Like, can they just get the grab and go scone? Like it's, it's a fun. Yeah. Marta said, I think it's a great marketing gimmick. It totally is. I actually remember reading a book that I want to say was like a fantasy paranormal book where it was a coffee shop and they did something similar. But you're thinking about with coffee, you just make the beverage and it's good to go. You're not waiting 40 minutes to bake. a And one, you're baking one, you're making one single scone that's going into the oven. One. Uh, anyway, I know Petty. I love the practicality you're hung up on that. You're like, how is this possible? I mean, if you're going to be, I mean, first of all, peppermint mocha scone sounds so good. If you're making one, make love. a bag. Yeah. I'm like, everybody <laughs> wants it. that. I'm like, if I'm, if I hear you offer that or I see someone walk away with that, I might be going, I'm going to have what he's having. Like, that looks really good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I, I'm all for making those into a full batch, not just a single serving. Yeah, peppermint yeah. mocha all year I'm round. Not. I'll have peppermint mocha all year round. Like the drink, the scone, any type of baked good. I am here for it. I used to when I was living in Minnesota. I lived right by a coffee place that made the best scones, fresh every day, and you would have to go there early to get the scones, and they had different flavors every day. So it was always a surprise. Oh. I love it. Use a toaster oven. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I got to put that comment up there. Oh gosh. Yeah. I have to say, I did think about running out to get a scone today because I do have one place, a coffee place that does sell them and they are good. Alas, it didn't happen. So yeah. Well, okay. You know, so I ordered, I, again, I'm one of those people where I'm like, if I'm going to place an order for delivery, I'm going to make it worth my time and effort. And I'm glad I did because I ended up ordering the scone, but they were <gasps> out. Now I have my cinnamon 
drizzled, you know, bun from Panera Bread. So I didn't get very stone, but I do have my cinnamon bun. So I needed to bring a treat to this session. You know, I was planning the live stream, you know, it's like, I'm going to wear a shirt and everything. So I I do have the Mm -hmm. cinnamon bun. They were sold out of scones. Maybe they didn't make them today. I don't know, Panera (laughs) Bread. But so I, I, I did have to get a sweet treat for today because obviously I love it. No, I might. It's still early in the day for me here. So I might go out and get one afterwards. I don't know. Okay. So this is a great idea. I love that somebody put this in the chat. I thought about this while reading too. N Sandoval seven said her shop cafe is one of those trendy shop cafes that you go to purely for the experience, like going to an ice cream museum, mm-hmm. purely for the IG posts. This is exactly what I'm talking about, where when I was reading it, in my mind, I was like, yes, if this is being written in 2017, this is where I would have gone with it. Like, I would have said, oh my gosh, you won't believe this. I've made a following on Instagram for creating these experiences where you get to come to my scone shop and I tailor make a scone for you. Like, I'm with you. That that was exactly where my mind went. And so another reason why I was like, is this 2017? Because I would totally go. I would go. I'm one of those people. I will go to the pop-ups for all sorts of stuff. I lived in LA oh, for yeah. five years and that was like really hot. I'm. It's killing me that I can't go to the Bridgerton experience right now. Um, I'm going on Thursday. <laughs> oh, amazing. I, I have friends who have gone and I've seen the pictures and it looks like so much fun. So I hope you have a blast. I feel like I've been doing a lot of like staying at home. I feel as if I was really tired and burnt out. And, you know, in in the last couple of weeks, I'm going, you know what? I'm actually going to do something for myself. And I wanted to do that. I went and bought the ticket. So I am going on Thursday. for the. But what are you going to wear? That's the real question. (laughs) I mean, I actually need to get dressed up and do hair and makeup for a change. Are you going to go, are you going to go like full period costume? Like what are you doing? I don't know. You guys might have to help me figure this out because I do have some tiaras around that I've been putting on the case. So I don't know. Maybe I will have to get dressed up and, you know, figure things out. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You should do what my friend did who just went was she took an old bridesmaid dress that she had and just like bedazzle (laughs) it and throw some lace on it. And it ended up looking pretty cool. I was like, what a great way to reuse a dress you'll never wear again. So <laughs> I did. So I want to say this was, again, this is pre-COVID. I went to Book Lovers Con and I bought this giant flowy skirt. It had that tool effect. Love. It was, you know, it was one of those, you felt like a little princess wearing yes. it because they had this event and it was one of those, you dress up fairy tale and you get, it, it was just, I, I bought this skirt specifically for the event. I'm going, you know what? I might actually be able to wear this thing again. I got it on Amazon for, I don't know, $19 or something going, I can actually wear this and do second use. And, you know, maybe I can figure something out with that. So I do need to get creative. <laughs> yes. Oh no, please. If you, I think you need to share like some pictures, some options online. People can help you choose. And also I see some people in the in the chat also being like sharing their ideas for like treating themselves. Yes. Everybody deserves, especially after the last couple of years we've had, please, please go treat yourself. I've decided I'm going to take myself on a little like writer's retreat by myself for a couple nights. And I'm like, I'm excited. I'm going to go stay in a vintage camper. It's in like a vintage camper park. So I'm like, great. 
that's how I'm going to spend, you know, a couple days of my time next month. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds so great. So I got hacked. There was a whole Instagram thing that happened. And, you know, oh. I, I had this moment where I'm like, you know what, I, not today, because obviously things are going on. And I was so happy that we were doing the live stream. Like, you know what, I am going to have yeah. to do like a one week social media break just to just be away and just do something. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but at some point I might just have to do like 72 hours without technology and just yes. be a person. <laughs> Oh, it feels so much better when you do it too. I wasn't on very much this weekend and I was like, why do I feel so good? And I was like, that's why right there. But I did want to bring up one thing that I loved. I mean, if it's not clear, I love just like the characters in this book in general, Mm -hmm. but I liked at the end of the book, the author included discussion questions for if you were having like a book club meeting and you wanted to talk about the book and you know, a lot of them are pretty standard questions like, oh, let's talk about the character. But I loved this question. She said, some of the most famous works of literature involve a scarred man. His damage is often romanticized. Don't like the word damage in that sentence, but it's fine. How do you feel about stories that involve less than attractive women, scarred and or deformed women? And I think that is such an incredible conversation to be had just because it's not only pointing out, we do have this tremendous lack of women with scars or or any kind of distinguishing features in books, movies, any kind of media in general. Oh yeah. I've given this a lot of thought. That's why I'm nodding like, yes, tell me more. (laughs) Also adding on to that and reminding you of the fact that she does work in books and that when she's offered all these books by that Icelandic nurse in the hospital, they're all books about men and it's all And most of them are, I would say, romances in a way in that it's a lot of books like Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback Mm -hmm. of Notre Dame, where there is a a love element involved. And why aren't we seeing that for women? Why aren't we seeing stories about people, not even necessarily men, but people falling in love with women, regardless of whether or not they have these scars, burns, you know, whatever it is, like Nora, that I, it really sent me down a spiral because I started thinking about my own reading experience. And I was like, oh my God, like, have I read how many books have I written that have, I definitely have read plenty of romances that have disabled characters who, you know, use a cane or in a wheelchair, but this is different. We're talking about somebody who has like a scar, a burn, something that's happened to them because of an accident. And I had a really hard time coming up with any that I thought of. Oh, no, I've actually, yeah, again, my dissertation, romance genre fandom, started doing research for that. Oh, my gosh, it feels forever ago now. What, 2016, 2017? And so there were days where I was like looking at walls, thinking about things. And yeah. like, that was one of the topics where I actually made a note to myself of, you know, for a future creative project, have the heroine be someone dealing with the scars and have it be physical mm-hmm. scars because, It is such a trope for the man to be scarred and the woman to see past his scars. And yet it's so interesting how we now have the, what is it? The big, beautiful woman BBW books. And, and that was this groundbreaking thing. And I'm going, okay, but now we need to like push that envelope even a little bit further. Now we got to take it further. Like that's not the same thing as this. And, but yet at the same time, it was, you know, I still want to give them kudos and credit for, you know, doing plus size representation and, and doing things of, okay, this character, she has all these different highlights and colors in her hair. And we have these tattoos and we have this. And 
the closest I've seen are dark romance novels where the heroines have, you know, gone through things, but the hero is also traumatized and stuff. And it's not the same as having a contemporary romance or yeah. one of those in the beast flipped around. So I want to see people do that and see how they interpret. And again, I myself was trying to figure out what could be a story that I did that for because yeah. I was having a hard time plotting and thinking things out because, I mean, we're going to have to make this one heck of a guy because sometimes it's hard to to figure out how you would do that love at first sight or instantaneous attraction if you're going, okay, but we, you really do need to actually catch their their mm-hmm. soul in this first light sort of moment. And I really think that this is a great conversation topic. <laughs> I can tell you the romance that I would see. It would be that they are friends to lovers and that they have been friends. You could go a few different ways, but to me, it would be a friends to lovers romance where they were friends before she was scarred, before she had this happen to her, whatever it is. And that this other character has always loved her regardless of that. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I don't necessarily like sending the message to that. It's like, you had to have already loved this person mm-hmm. before they got scarred because I'm like, and but what about the people? exactly. Yeah, no. And, and honestly, Renee put it really well in the chat and said, it reminds me that women get older, men get distinguished. And it's true. There's a big difference that there's a great <laughs> old YouTube sketch with Amy Schumer and it's got all these fantastic comedic actresses in it. and it's called your last effable day and it's all about like as you get older as a woman you age out of these ideas that people have when do you go from being the leading lady to being the mother because these are the only things that you get to be there's no in between and so aging for women has never been kind in media and I think the same can be said for any sort of like physical I don't want to say deformities, but uh, imperfections, I guess. And so I I would love to see, I would love to see it more because we see Jed and Nora connect like that. I mean, he loves the way she smells. So, you know, it's mm, love at first smell. That's, you know, sometimes how it happens. I get the impression though, she's still beautiful. It's one of those, I get the impression she was a 10 or like a nine and a half, like 9.999, like she was a 10 before the accident. Mm-hmm. And so her beauty is still there. But, well, but she sure. does have, I mean, so I, I, and also this is, I'm trying to kind of say this in the nicest possible way. She's missing like a little bit of her pinky. We're not talking like missing a hand. I mean, there was a Ruby Dixon yeah. book where the main character, I, I think she had it like from here, like she was missing the entire hand. I was so happy. This is in her dragon series. When I That's read the cool. book and she was so thoughtful with how she developed the character, had the interactions and how she wrote it in. I'm going, this is incredible. <laughs> I'm so happy to read this book. And the character was awesome. And I know she blew up this year and I've been reading her since like 2015, but she had that character and I'm going to me, that was great. Like, I, I'm not, I, I'm yeah. not say, saying like, I want people to go lose things. I'm not saying no, like, no, oh, that's, no, that's, a, good, but, that's yeah. a good example because like all the, I have read several romances where one of the male characters is like, usually it's like they've come back from war or they're, a, you know, is yeah. it some something where they've been in some kind of combat and that mm-hmm. now they have I don't know. They're missing the bottom half of one of their legs and it's, but it's, it's always still a male character. And I think it's because we just naturally assume women have a much better grasp of showing empathy and vulnerability and accepting people. And 
I mean, it's, it's not coming out of nowhere. Like these, these oh, ideas yeah. that we have and about these roles and the feelings that we have are rooted in reality in some way. And so, yeah, I just, I would love to see more female characters. Oh, that Evie Mitchell book is great, by the way. The, um, not my type. So good. So good. Yeah, that one's great. But, and she's in, she's in a wheelchair. So that's, that's great. Iron Widow has our leading lady as a wheelchair. Oh, because of feet binding. Oof, yikes. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like that we're seeing more disabled characters. We're seeing more, you know, like we said, plus size characters. We're seeing more characters representative of the world we live in, which is great. More, just give me more and give me more in cozies. I will 100% read them. I was just looking down at my notes. I mean, I love how she has these elements, but also she has such details with the writing where she has the characters, but she has such a detailed setting where you feel like you know these characters because they are so realistic. But even the settings themselves, I was just looking down at my notes. Yeah. I'm so not trying to like go off on a tangent here. But I like the fact that, again, the reason why I thought of this was because the mugs had the funny quotes that were telling, you know, the inner thoughts. Yeah, I'm a redhead. I'm actually a unicorn because I'm so rare. And she had 100 plus mugs, all with unique sayings and images. And I liked the fact that Mm -hmm. each character has something where the mugs are showing who they were on the inside. And we have all these different ways of having these characters show who they are, show their personalities, come out and do these different things. And I just wanted to like, for some reason, the mug thing came to mind. We were talking about representation of, you know, they're saying, okay, this is who I am. I might just be on a mug, but I'm telling you who I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great conversations revolving around literature too, that I think reveal a lot about the characters themselves. Like the one that I'm thinking of specifically is when, Nora has the conversation with Colin about, I think they're talking about Le Petit Prince and then, yeah, the little prince, yep. and like whatever, I forget what else she recommends him. But yeah, that I was like, oh, see, this is, this is telling me a lot about his character based off of like mm-hmm. how he responds to this. I honestly, the idea of bibliotherapy, which I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's like a real thing or not, but I honestly think it, should be because like you might get like a therapist who recommends you like a book or two to read but usually it's like more about self-improvement it's not necessarily like about a character a fictional character's story Mm -hmm. that you can connect to that will then guide you to make your own realizations about self-improvement oh somebody said it is that's I mean honestly I love learning things when I read books and so learning that that's a thing sounds Really interesting. Very interesting how we discuss more of the women's issues rather than the murders. Yes, I think this theme could stand alone without the murder. And that was my whole thought too, is just, I get the murder brings them together. But in another world, I could read this women's (laughs) fiction novel and not have the murder. (laughs) So you reminded me, so this was the conversation where I had, you know, my little antenna was up because I've been very open with Mr. Darcy being a forever book boyfriend. That when they have the conversation of it's not Mr. Darcy, I'm going, okay, he's not your literary man. Who, who, I already, who I already know. Man? I already know which conversation you're going to talk about. No, 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 no. But we have to talk about who their literary crushes are. So we have Atticus Finch. We have Othello, Heathcliff, Chief Inspector John Luther. We have a Greek god or two. Then Mr. Rochester, Horatio Hornblower, and Sherlock Holmes. And Rhett wasn't, I thought Rhett Butler was in there too somewhere. We referenced Rhett Butler, but these are the two women citing their things. Okay. So 
that was June and Hester. And so eventually yeah. they did mention that they have other re- literary men referenced throughout the book, but this was their crush worthy. And I was going, you're going to include Othello who killed Desdemona. We got Atticus Finch, who's the widower. I mean, he has to have a wife. You, you just know he's a good dad. I'm like, I don't know how to parse that out. I, look, I can honestly, <laughs> of all the people listed there, I can see the Atticus Finch thing probably more than any of them. Like I was well, like, she doesn't end up with Heathcliff. No, I mean, spoiler alert. No, um, no, 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 no. But Atticus Finch to me was the one on that list where I was like, I can get on board with the Atticus Finch one. Like he, he's a good dad. I mean, also, I'm kind of picturing Gregory Peck in the movie I was about to version. say, he also pulled a ratio hornblower. So I'm like, I think we can kind of also see Ellery <laughs> Adams might have a little bit of a crush on Gregory Peck. Yeah. And I also do as well. I mean, Roman Holiday, he's awesome. So I'll give I'm you like, that one. Ellery. Distinguished. He wears glasses. He's a good lawyer. He yes. stands up for things he believes in. I was like, yeah, I could, I could thirst trap. I could, I could thirst trap him. Like I could get on board with Atticus Finch. Right. I mean, he's, we're not Mr. Darcy. I, it was just so funny to me because they just threw him out totally. And I'm going, you got to tell me who your literary crashes are right now, women, because I am, I am. Oh, me. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I was just curious when they threw them out there. I'm going, okay, if it's not Mr. Darcy, who? Because she it's- even has the, the line about, you don't want to take the top hat and cravat. I'm going, but have you seen Matthew McFadden as Mr. Darcy walking yeah. across the moon? He the is my Mr. Darcy too. <laughs> like it, it will always be Matthew McFadden, not, and Colin Firth is fine. I have nothing against Colin Firth, but it will always be Matthew McFadden to me. Yeah, I don't, he, I'm with the people in the comments. Heathcliff sucks. He is like <laughs> the worst. I cannot stand that man at all. My literary crushes, it's not going to be anybody from like, classic literature like just because a lot of the classic literature I've read has been written by men and I don't think it's necessarily put men in the best light so I feel like Jane Austen is somebody who like because they're men written by a woman is something that I'm much more inclined to fall in love with. So I think that's why we see this on TikTok all the time is like the trend of men written by a woman, like, oh, you're a man written by a woman. And I love that. So I I think it'd be hard for me to pick out a classic lit man. Yep. There are plenty of book boyfriends I have from the romance. Oh world. yeah, I, my first thought was Archer <laughs> Hale from you know Archer's voice. I was like, if you're gonna go contemporary, I mean, I also love Lorraine Heath. Any guy she writes, the outlaw and the lady. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Lee Raven, I loved him. For me, um, it's Joanna Shoup. Joanna <laughs> Shoup has this great series that's set in Gilded Age New York City, and all of the men are like on the shadier side, but they also have like good intentions. I'm like oh my gosh, you just made this man who's like, you know, runs a gambling hall and is basically like the mafia, but he also gives back to the kids. Like, oh, I love it. So that's, yeah, that's, she probably writes my favorite um, swoon-worthy book boyfriend. And she's so nice too. I've met her a couple of times and she's one of those authors where... She's very personable. And sometimes you have the authors at events who who you can tell are introverts and are very uncomfortable being around their readers. But she loves talking about her books and her characters. I mean, that's why when you mentioned her, I'm going, yes, her characters, book boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I love how we're talking about romances, though. We're not talking about, oh, yeah, is there a semi Well, because, look, here's the thing. And I think this is why... I noticed there's a lot of overlap between romance readers and cozy mystery readers, mystery readers in general and romance readers. But 
something about this book reads so much, like we said, like women's fiction. Women's fiction ties in with romance so much of the time. And so this was almost more like reading a romance women's fiction than it was like reading a mystery because the mystery to me just wasn't as much of a mystery. I don't know. It just, that's my one thing about this book is that I'm just like the mystery to me wasn't worth it. Like it just, I don't know. It was the rich guys who were upset because their women don't love them enough. Well, yeah. Their, their motivation like, was the worst part of their mystery. The motivation awful. of feeling un, unloved or unappreciated by the women in their lives. It wasn't just the wives. The sheriff threw in his daughters feeling unappreciated. Yeah. And my first thought was if these kids are under, you know, 10, they're not going to understand that daddy's working hard for his money. They're just, they're not going to have no. any. <laughs> this is why it was so weird. The women in this book were living in like the 2020s and the men were all living in like, the 1950s and I'm just like I don't know what to do with you because like I'm glad that she made them villains fine with me also I love whoever in the chat said Gomez Adams is their you know fictional boyfriend great pick there is not there is no man devoted more to a woman than there is Gomez Adams. (laughs) Treats her like a queen. That's it. That's fantastic. But um, anything to him, he's to be like, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So no, it was, it was interesting. Like I am curious about more in the series just because I'm kind of wondering, like, I wonder who the bad guy will be in the next book. I'm curious, like what the next mystery will be. So I think I've got it in me to read at least one more of these. Oh, no, I think for me, I just have to be in the frame of mind of knowing I'm going to be taking on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I just need to accept that going in because Mm -hmm. again, when I do the cozy mysteries, for the most part, I'm going, oh, we got the cute, funny, cozy companion. The dog ran away. Now we got to go chase him. Oh, he found the dead body. You know, we have these things where you have these coincidences and the fun pun titles. And it was so good, though. It was such a good, mm-hmm. she's such a talented writer. It was such a, it was a well-written book. I just need to be ready for this. Oh my gosh, we're going to be taken on a ride and just be ready to go. And again, <laughs> I think also kind of putting that mystery on the back burner being, yeah, I don't need to solve the mystery. I'm not going to play the whodunit game. I'm just going to read this book and follow these characters. So I think switching off the whodunit of, oh, solve the mystery. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it and just be along for the ride and I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. Marta had an interesting thought and said, what if EA, the author, pitched this to her editor as these women meet while eating at the Pink Lady Cafe and listening to Jack talk about his mom's cancer battle? So interesting idea. This is my problem with that though. And have you watched the show on Netflix what is Sweet Magnolias? I think it's called. Oh, you Magnolias. mentioned this before. Yeah. You okay. told me to watch it. So I remember I did back when you mentioned this, like however long ago that live stream. Yeah, was. It's, it's very cute. And so like what's cute about that is like these are like friends who have bonded throughout life. Mm-hmm. But there's been this one woman that basically tied the three of them together. And I feel like that would work in this book if it wasn't necessarily like Jack talking about his mom's cancer battle. Like if it was a character who they were all somehow tied to like in a very personal way that would make sense to me but like it's not necessarily especially when it's about a character who's not like on the page that it's not like part of their actual story I don't know if that would be enough to bring them all 
together. I mean, I guess it could, but it, it would make more sense to me if it was somebody that's like, oh, this is like the mom of the town and she's raised us all in some way or brought us in or, you know, something. But yeah, Jack, a man who can cook and donates money to cancer patients. I know. I love, I love that. I love how we have these references to characters whom we don't really meet, but I'm going, I want to meet you. Who is the other one? They talked about him coming out in college and being used to adver- like adversity and like overcoming things. You're like, yeah, he's yes. not going to push around. And I'm going, how is oh, he not a main focus here? He was like the coroner or the, or was, the yes. medical yes. examiner. Yep. Because when they mention him at first, it's just like a throwaway line of like, oh, well, we told him to look for this, yep. this poison in him. And then when the women mention him, they're like, oh yeah, he he's built like a linebacker. He came out in college or whatever. And I'm like, you mean to tell me there has been like a hunk of a man, a (laughs) queer man in this town this entire time. And we don't get to spend any time with him. I am displeased. We need to have a (laughs) spinoff novella told from his point of view. And I will be there. Yes. (laughs) I want him. I want all, I want to know everything about him. I want to know why he's in this town. I want to (laughs) know what his queer experience has been in this town. Like, I want his story. So I don't think I'll get it, but I do I want it. that this woman knows how to write. I almost feel as if uh, this is the thing that's mind-blowing to me. She didn't just create this memorable protagonist. Every single character in this book, even if you have trouble remembering the name, you're going, oh, the beautician. Oh, the, like, you know who they the are. Coroner. Yes. I mean, and again, he, he's not even in this book as a character that they interact with. But I remembered him and I was going, I need more of his story. I need more from him. This woman can write. <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah. going down to her, her prowess. Of, I don't know how she learned, but this woman is very, very talented. It's so true. Well, and, and somebody just put in the comments, I'm hoping we get to actually meet the Emmy and Jack in other books. And I will say like, having gone to school for writing, this is like one thing that does bother me a little bit in books is like, when you're talking about characters, but we never actually really get to spend time with them. Like you're making them a character in the scene, but they're not actually there. And it's like, I prefer getting to know characters through their own words and actions. And so I would love to see more of them in the series. I love this book. If Netflix or Hulu wants to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, I think if you could pitch it, like it's, it's sweet Magnolia's meets hannah swenson like i i feel like you definitely could make something out of this oh i mean i loved the the idea again you have the pink ladies you have the the gingerbread house i mean i want to see what her little house and bookshop looks like in the worst way caboose oh i almost want to say i i loved that you mentioned netflix and hulu because Mm -hmm. hulu has only murders in the building and so i feel as if they might be more open to the mystery components it's one doesn't have enough mystery though like it's the miss i'm telling you the mystery is lacking in this one to pitch this as a mystery and look i'm just i'm just saying this because i worked in tv this is this is literally just screenwriting kelly that's like nope it's not gonna work but oh no i was saying hulu because they also have golden girls they have all the women's <laughs> tv shows and so it's so funny because i go through like their feeds so i'm going like if you yeah. can pitch in a way where it's a hybrid of things they're yeah. offering i have to say i'm actually kind of surprised there aren't more 
Like, I feel like the only cozies I've seen adapted have been on Hallmark. Like, and, I, and I'm sure maybe there are other like TV movie channels where they've been doing yeah. it, but I don't know of any that are on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon or HBO. And I kind of am surprised, like considering how much people love small town romance and how that's been having like a hot moment, especially on Netflix why not a cozy? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, well, and, and and I guess Acorn, like they're, they're adopting them in other countries, but not here. It's so funny. I started writing a blog post for just my personal website forever ago. I mean, we're talking, I probably started this blog post back in 2020. I, I mean, again, burnout for me during COVID has been very, very real. And I was writing down all yeah. the cozy mystery TV shows mm-hmm. to, going to this point because I did the research. And so you do have a couple killer hair was on Lifetime. Acorn has all of their different shows. I was making yes. my lists. So now you're making me you're lighting the fire going, okay, I got to actually finish that post and share it. So to give you a little bit of a jumping off point. But yeah, yeah. it isn't as prominent as you would think, especially with the way you would think that they would already have the sets and everything, especially if they have a Hallmark sort of setup where, you know, Netflix doing their adaptations for the holidays, you're going, okay, well, you already did the location scouting for this. Maybe you could just keep it on the books for a couple of weeks while we film this now. (laughs) And I'd love to see them off of Hall. Like, I want to see them someplace other than Hallmark, Mm -hmm. personally. Like, I'm just like, and that's not to say you have to you know, they don't have to become like super raunchy and sexy, but, but it's, it's like, I just like, even with Netflix, I'm like, I don't see why not, because there really are a lot of the same tropes amongst movies they're already making. Like, why not do one with a mystery? Oh, love the new Jane Seymour series on Acorn. Yes. I, I just yeah. started that. Acorn is really the only place that I think of to go to for for mystery series and cozy mysteries in general. Yeah, they're doing great. Death in Paradise is great. Oh, Queens of Mystery, I love. God, I love Queens of Mystery. So good. It's such an interesting style. But BritBox, yeah. Yeah, BritBox and Acorn, I don't know why. They always are like the same thing in my mind, but I guess they are different. But yeah, no, I definitely would love to see more and more modern ones like this. Arsenic and Adobo, oh my God. God, I would love to see that show. Like that would be fantastic. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll get more. (laughs) Oh no. I mean, I would love to see more adaptations and Mia is such a talented writer. Mm. I was so glad to see that you were doing something to highlight her. I talked to her at Malice. I just, again, I was so interesting because I hadn't done anything in the longest time. And so when I did Malice, I tried to do author interviews while I was there, but I was so tired from having been like doing an event that I hadn't done in such a long time. Mm-hmm. Now I have all this content. I'm like, I actually got to do stuff with it now. I actually got to do a video. I actually got to edit a podcast. So I have one that yep. with her and she was so sweet and so gracious. And this woman was talking about how it took her five years to get this, to get to the point where she had this book published. And yeah. I'm so happy that she's had the success that she's had because talk about facing you know, okay, we like this, but we're not going to buy it. We, we want this, but we're going to pass. And now all of a sudden, oh, here's mm-hmm. the Agatha Award because you're an awesome writer. Here you go. So like, yeah, go make yeah. that into the series. No, I, it's great. <laughs> okay, so I did make a little image. Where did it go? And so you oh. and y'all have been commenting. So I'm going to ask you to choose our giveaway winner because Yay. we have 
here it is, a little image. So literary creations by Jenny. So someone is going to become a member of the Secret Book and Scone Society tonight with their t-shirt color and size of their choice. So this is up for grabs. And I linked Jenny's website up before the comments started. I'll link it down below in the description box or in the comments, depending on how YouTube does with their caption limits. So someone tonight is winning this. And so I was going to ask you to randomly select a winner. And also, because again, y'all have been commenting and I think maybe because y'all enjoy this book so much, or maybe it was the fact that, you know, I maybe having the book selected in advance has been really beneficial, but y'all were commenting mm. and posting so much across platforms. I got this new little, I was, I don't even know what you call it, like a cutter. So now I have the, the bookmarks with the rounded edges. So Cute. we have a little fancy. So you got your little hashtag Sleuther with the rounded edges, but wow. I also have these kiss cut, they're called the kiss cut vinyls. So I don't know if you can really see it, but it says Sleuther. And I am obsessed with the way these came out. So I originally pictured them coming just as the little sticker itself. I'm just going to pull this one off. I already okay. have one. So I'm going to add it back. I'm going to put another one. So <laughs> it's so cute and awesome. I love this size. I love the way yeah. it plays out. So I have, this one's mine now. I'm not going <laughs> to we have multiple ones to give away. So I was going to ask you to choose our main giveaway <gasps> okay. and then the ones to get the vinyls and the new the new bookmarks. So it's all up to Kelly. So Kelly's going to make you guys a winner. You're all okay. Winners. I'm just going to do a random scroll. I'll scroll up. I'll scroll down. I'll scroll back up. I'll scroll down a little bit more. Got to You know, got to keep it fair. Got to keep it fair. And Jennifer Baker. Hey, congratulations. You congratulations. officially are the winner of. So this is my pullover. So you are going to get a t-shirt and it will be the color and size of your choice. And you'll be an honorary member of the Secret Book and Stone Society from Literary Creations by Jenny. Thanks to Ellery Adams. So get it. Yay. Get it. So with the colors and choices. So please send me either an email Probably send an email because I was going to say, I told you I had a little issues with Instagram. So maybe send mm-hmm. an email or Instagram mm-hmm. or Twitter DM, but please just tell me where to get your information and I will send it right along to make sure you get your prize. And everybody else should just go buy one so we can all match. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's 20, uh, the shirt retails for $20 plus shipping and handling. Oh. So yeah, it's not, I mean, totally it's worth it. prize, it's definitely worth it, but it's also not as much money that you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to cost me $49.99. No, that's, that's <laughs> a great, great deal for sure. And I'm with you. I might need a, like a pullover. Those have become my new favorite thing. I live in Portland, Oregon now. So it's like the rain, the dreary weather, like it's very much my vibe. And so long sleeves have become like my favorite thing ever. So I do not like the hot weather at all. Oh, I don't so either. I always keep my AC on. We're talking even in winter, I have my AC on. So I always wear my long sleeves because it's always freezing in wherever I am. <laughs> but, I love here it. DC, but here in DC, it's been reaching, you know, 90 something. And I'm in my nice, yeah. cool apartment dressed the way I like to be dressed. Then I walk out in the hallway and I'm going, nope, I need to go put on a nothing like the inside <laughs> of a sock. Yeah, no, I... I'm with you. That humidity is a killer. I've lived in the Midwest and I I know it. I'm looking forward though to seeing more of the sun. It's been a sunny afternoon the whole time I've been chatting with you guys. So I might go enjoy some of the sunshine for the last few hours of uh, sunlight. I will oh, well, see. Before you do that, do you want to choose three other winners for the vinyls and bookmarks? Oh, and maybe good. I'm gonna okay. Put in- oh boy. Okay. The fun continues. I wish I could choose you all. You know what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to start at the beginning this time (laughs) and scroll down and scroll up 
and scroll down and scroll up and little bitty delights. <laughs> Y'all, if you're not already following her, please check it out. She's been doing reels lately. And I don't know how she's so creative and makes these little the detail she does on these little items are, is incredible. I don't think I could have that level of detail if I'm finding something huge. So very, very talented. I was just okay. going to pull up your information too. So the woman choosing the, the just in case you forgot, Kelly's <laughs> information. Um, <laughs> so if you guys are not already following her, please do. And then I was also working on something. So I was trying to make our own little to eventually be like, you know, have something or I was going to put this on the website so y'all could have fun with it. So Cute. yeah, I just wanted to throw that Cute. out there like, as we're doing our little you know, notes for the evening. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, come follow me. I'm honestly hardly ever on my personal pages these days. <laughs> I'm like 100% on boobies and newbies. It's the handle that's like right here at boobies podcast across everything, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, like come find me if you want to talk romance. So if you need romance recommendations too, like you're, you just want to get started. I am happy to help you out with that. Okay. So let me see two more, right? Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> Although I hate not giving prizes to everyone. That's the way of life. <laughs> so well, if you guys did post a photo of the book of the month, you are entitled to a bookmark. And if you're an international sleuther, I have a special page over on my personal website that is password protected. So if you just tell me where your photo is and you're an international one, just because mailing can be expensive. I have images that I worked with graphic designers for. I have unique oh, things. Nice. I think there's something like 12 different bookmark designs in there. Plus I made some special mazes and puzzles and other things. So even if I can't physically mail you an item, I do have something special for you. <laughs> nice. Okay. I accidentally scrolled down to little bitty delights again, but they've already won. So we're going to do it again. And we just love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Arthur. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Okay. And one more. Apparently Max is congratulating you too, because he just did a little like growling sound. I don't know how sensitive the microphone is. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. Okay. And then let's see, we'll do one more. I'll start at the bottom this time and we'll go up and down. I like how it's on her because whenever I do the, when I was doing the giveaways, I'm going, oh my gosh, I hope they know. <laughs> I love them Rants. All. Rants and Reads. Love that title. What a great name. Rants and exactly. Reads. <laughs> we have our winners. Yay. There we go. You're all winners. Just so we're clear. Everyone here is a winner. <laughs> oh, you guys are amazing. I am just blown away by the number of comments. And I, I don't even know the number of people who are watching with us tonight. But I'm always just so appreciative that y'all are taking time out of your day to yeah. celebrate Cozy Mysteries and chat about yeah. Cozy Mysteries. This I am, was, and this was a good one. This was a good one to chat mm -hmm. about. Like, do I wish it was just a women's fiction? Yes. However, I am so invested in these characters' stories that I'm right? like, it's also like setting a precedent where I'm like, this is what I'm going to expect from all of my cozy mysteries moving forward. And I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm going to be so upset, but I want it. I want more like this. Like, if people have more recommendations for like the very character rich cozies i well, let me I know mean, are you really game to do book two i'm just curious to read i book think two? i think i will just because i i feel like i still have enough questions about each of them that i want to know more like and i, I think judging by book two i'll have an idea of if i want to read 
more. I'll have a better I was idea. Say, because the whole, so I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. So starting for the first Tuesday of the month, you know, all of a sudden chatting cozies, the podcast, the sister account is going to be live. And so it's all about <laughs> following up with series that we've enjoyed. So I was going to say, I just spoke with Colleen. I know she was here earlier. I like old books, one, two, one, three. So mm-hmm. we did a, a follow up for the second book for the death becomes her death. B, you know, B, B, E, author, Nancy Coco. <laughs> So, because we liked the books, so we're going to talk about <laughs> So, the podcast is all about subsequent books and series. So, I'm going, well, if you're interested in reading book two, we might be able to do a podcast episode on that. I'm <laughs> not opposed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm always happy to podcast. It sounds oh, like she's uh, got you there. She's here. <laughs> I was going to say, like I know that's me. I saw her, her handle before. Yes. So, we just did the follow up. Somebody just said book two goes into Stephen King. No spoilers, just saying. And so now I'm like, I'm even more intrigued. (laughs) Stephen King. So yeah, I don't know. What is, what are you, what's the read for next month? Oh, I love how you guys are on it. I was going to say it is Tea and Treachery by Vicki Delaney. And someone's already on the, on the game, already posting. So uh, where did my images go? So we officially have our entire 2022 calendar. So oh. we're moving right along, which is incredible. I cannot believe that, you know, this is May and now we're talking about June. I don't know where this year has gone. I think oh, I know. it's been a giant fuzzball or something. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. month it is in treachery. And I'm pretty sure, yes, I have it right now. That looks cute. Vicki Delaney is so, so awesome. So she has her all year round Christmas series. So we have Tea and Treachery. I know the lighting is a little off, but we have the book and it is so beautiful with this cover. I just want to dive into this fictional place and be like, I want to eat everything on this. Yeah. <laughs> All the sweet desserts. So next month is Tea and Treachery. So Love if that. you ever don't know what book is coming up, I'm trying to make it as easy as possible to find. So I always include it in the Twitter and Instagram bio, but all of the books are also listed over on the website and the pinned tweet on the uh, Twitter account has the entire TBR. So I'm going to try and make it as easy as possible. So you guys always know which book is coming up in this, in the TBR of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. So I am really excited this book with y'all. Goodness. Well, I, I love that you know, you know, in advance, like how far out I did notice November is Fresh Brewed Murder, which I read because it takes place in Portland. And so I was so excited. I feel like there are not enough books written in Portland or take that take place in Portland, which shocks me because it's such a cool vibe. There's so much stuff going on here. Yeah, I really, I really like that one. I will say that one is also a different kind of cozy mystery that did also surprise me. <laughs> so I have to wait till November though, to talk about it with you. <laughs> well, I also, she was also an author I spoke with at Malice. So again, I got to get nice. my butt into here and get the content ready to share with y'all. So, because there's <laughs> going to be the subsequent, you know, podcast episodes. And I actually, I feel as if my YouTube channel has been the live streams as of late, you know, as of late being the last couple of years, but I do have actual author interviews that were filmed that I need to edit and post. So I have all sorts of coziness to share with y'all. I just need to sort of get some caffeine in my system and edit these things for you because she was also really sweet. So I do want to make sure that I share her her interview well in advance of November. So you're ready for for our book discussion. I'm with you. I'm a podcaster. You don't have to explain. Editing is the hardest and most time consuming part of it all. So I don't envy you. No, I, it's really difficult when it comes to editing. My perfectionist tendencies come into play. And then again, I, I think maybe it's just because I've 
been going through like the whole dissertation ordeal. I've, I've been very nitpicky with myself. I'm going, oh, I should have said this differently or, oh, I should have done that or, or something. And then I end up leaving the editing going, oh, I messed mm-hmm. up and I really didn't do anything wrong. But I just feel yeah. negative doing the experience. And that's just it's not the how... Same- it's the same as writing for me. Like I'm, I'm a writer first and foremost, and I'm have done some ghostwriting the last couple of years and I work for a couple of authors, but I definitely don't dedicate as much time towards my own writing, which is something that I'm trying to change. And so I've challenged myself to do it because I'm releasing my first self-published thing of my own this fall, which will be a holiday novella. So I have to get my butt in gear and finish writing the dang thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Oh my goodness. I'm going and auto buy and auto promote and I'm going to make graphics. <laughs> It'll be too hot for this channel though. Let me tell you, it's going to be a steamy one. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, we're doing the cozy book club tonight. We can always talk about romance and, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> Just because we're talking about one thing tonight doesn't mean that's the only thing we have to talk about. Yeah, exactly. But it's just a reminder, you know, make time for the stuff that you want to do. Because I feel like we put everybody else's stuff ahead of us all the time. And so even something like this, just coming and spending an hour and a half here with all of you, this is, this is great. This is something that is just for us. We're all here because we want to be here. So we, everybody needs to do more of that. (laughs) Oh, I mean, please take care of yourselves. Please stay yes. safe and healthy. And hopefully the dog is, he's burying a treat in the hardwood sure. floor. I don't know what he's trying to do, but you know, sure. everyone's taking care of their music companions and their families. <laughs> I do just want to mention there are some more giveaways coming up. Kensington oh, sent me some uh, additional books. So these are not cozies, but I will be giving them away on my personal Instagram. And I was going to maybe do a real giveaway with them, hold them up and y'all will comment, enter. So we have some additional books that are going to be giving nice. away. You know. So I have so many things to keep you guys entertained and, you know, hopefully yeah. things enjoy and you will take the time for yourself. So just again, I try to make it as easy as possible to enter too, is just simply comment and then you can <laughs> so. just show up, just show up, <laughs> hang out, say something and you could be a winner. <laughs> no. So yeah, I mean, that's what I, the re- that's why I thought of it because again, more opportunities to spend reading, spending it on time yeah. things to enjoy. I feel as if even if you don't necessarily enjoy a book, you're going, well, I took time for myself. And I love Nora too. She's trying to figure out what food she can eat as she's reading. You're enjoying your sweet treats, your tea, coffee, taking time for you. So even just, I mean, please do the things because I'm also trying to do that myself now because mm-hmm. I've been trying to pick up those quotes. I've been on Pinterest and I've been looking at those Instagram posts of Lazy days are not wasted days. Self-love mm. is an important type of love. You should it's, be your first love. Yeah, It's something I need to work on too. Honestly, I think it's something that women need to work on. I think we have this, this really gross, like competitive nature, like, and, and it's not that we want to like beat everybody. It's just that we see what everybody else is doing and think that we need to be doing that too in order to live up to some awful standard that we didn't choose in the first place. And so, yeah, no, love yourself because if you're not taking care of you, you're not going to be able to like take care of everybody else. But I'm, I'm with you. This is something I need to work on more is just like sitting back, relaxing, turning off the phone, you know, watching another episode of stranger things, having a second cookie. Like it's, I mean, it's just, it's, Take care of you, treasure you, because otherwise 
we can't do it for everybody else. So you come first and it's not selfish. It's not <laughs> selfish to say that. I was going to say, I think we just need to take everything she just said and make little like snippets and reels of that. High horse. Yeah, I, I do go on the occasional TikTok rant, I will say. But yeah, if you want more of that, come on over. Uh, but no, this has been so fun. You know, everybody in the chat, Bridgerton, I love it. Everybody in the chat is you know, so kind and, you know, obviously loves coming here. I do too. I love hanging out with you every time you invite me. So you're welcome to join anytime. She is an open invite. I love, I adore you so much. And I'm so appreciative that y'all are taking time to read the book of the month and discuss it. I mean, it blows me away that you're taking time out of your days to be a part of this book club. And I'm, again, I get emotional. I'm just so appreciative of you. And I am just, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a fan of yours. I'm going, oh, you know, finding fellow sleuthers, having this shared love and shared desire to discuss these things. And you guys are just so positive. You know, I always talk about how the Cozy Mystery Book Club is my happy place. And that's because you make it feel that way because it is such a supportive, kind environment. So thank you for being the group that you are. So I'm just, uh, I'm in awe of all of you. So thank you. Yay, all the love, all the love. And I'm going to put up, let's see, I got the banners again. Where did I go with this? So we have the book club TBR for all of you. So if you have any questions now, please post them as I'm going down the list because I want to find Kelly's image. So if you do not find her social media, we have it right here. Uh, so please, uh, at Real Kelly Rye and at Boobies and Newbies. So she has the Boobies and Newbies website. She has her personal website. So she has the different platforms. And if you're not listening to her podcast and you're interested in romance, please do. And she's <laughs> always working on something. And I'm just, I'm so appreciative of y'all for being here. So I just want to thank Kelly for taking time out of her day for, she's always busy, always doing something. And so she took time to read this book. And I know you're doing your own book club with Boobies and Newbies. You had to read Mia's book for the interview that you just did. So I'm appreciative of you for preparing and being so thoughtful with your notes and taking time to do this. So thank you to Kelly. And I'm just so thankful for all of you for being here tonight. My pleasure. Thank you guys. It's been so much fun as always. Thank you guys for joining and please stay safe, healthy, kind, take Mm -hmm. care of yourselves. And I hope you're enjoying some more cozy mysteries throughout the month and you're ready for next month too with tea and treachery. So we got more cozy mystery goodness coming your way. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel a little cozier now after listening, and you are looking forward to sleuthing with the Cozy Mystery Book Club again in the very near future. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to celebrate cozy mysteries with the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope the rest of your day is happy, safe, and healthy. And as always, happy reading and sleuthing.